Paramedic Insight podcast from the College of Paramedics. Data analysis and important topics from around the world of paramedic practice from the College of Paramedics. Hello and welcome to the College of Paramedics Insight podcast. My name is Ben Watts, uh, Thames Valley Aaron Blunt's critical care paramedic, and today I'm joined by two uh, student paramedics from Brooks who are about to transition to early registrant paramedics. Um, I shall get them to introduce themselves. Chloe. Uh, so I'm Chloe. I'm a third year student paramedic or I have been for the last three years um, just transitioning over this weekend to role of NQP um, at Brooks I'm involved in the paramedic society um, and keen to get involved in lots of CPD events so it's great to be on the podcast. And John. Hi I'm John uh, I'm also a third year student paramedic at Oxford Brooks uh, and like Chloe on Monday I'll be starting as a newly qualified paramedic with South Central Ambulance. So first and foremost, thank you both for joining us on the podcast. Um, exciting times. Uh, however, I can imagine that there's a little bit of trepidation for both of you. Um, and we are very much looking forward to having you both on the road. So tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on at the moment in the world uh, from, from your point of view. John. So obviously we're experiencing um, this this pandemic that we've never or our generation of healthcare professionals hasn't experienced on this level, especially in this country. Um, I know people that have worked on Ebola response and SARS and other bits and pieces, but this is the first time it's really been on our doorstep. Um, and to say that things have moved quickly would be an understatement. Um, there has been... Um, changes in law, there's been changes in policy uh, from the HCPC, from the College of Paramedics, from the universities. And and yeah, so we are finding ourselves in a position having completed clinical practice modules uh, that will be gaining our registration a little bit earlier than we would normally, um, only about a few months, but it's still a few months earlier. Um, and we'll be uh, joining the workforce, um, yeah, as of, as of a couple of days from now. Brilliant. So, Chloe, um, Obviously, with this pandemic and everything that's going on, uh, you guys are going to have to try and hit the ground running. Um, have you had uh, much in the way of communication about how your early kind of uh, perceptorship, whether you're going to have um, some mental shift, whether you're going to have some double paramedic shift, anything like that? Yeah, so um, the university and the ambulance service have been great at keeping us updated as much as they can through this process. We have been in a bit of a kind of state of limbo. Um, as I think the rest of the country is, in that every day the situation is changing. So uh, we found out yesterday that we were starting on, so Friday, that we were starting on Monday. Um, but all, all the way through the process, the university and the ambulance service have made it quite clear that they want to support us as much as possible. Um, so all of the normal things for starting your NQP period would be in place. Um, so we'll have our preceptorship shifts where we crew with another paramedic um, and they also have talked about having um, a additional NQP validation line. I'm not sure quite exactly how this will work. I assume it's an extra level of support that we can call if we need to discuss um, clinically anything that we are not completely sure about. 
Awesome. So it's it's really nice to hear that um, everyone is being so supportive. And I think you're absolutely right. This this kind of state of limbo that we're all sat in at the moment where we're kind of waiting for things to ramp up and we're seeing it ramping up in certain areas. And we know that, you know, we've got this large body of uh, patients that potentially are going to be quite sick. Um, and we are, as an ambulance service, responding to that as best we can. Um, and you guys kind of bolstering the workforce and, and stepping forwards and, and taking that kind of role early is going to be really helpful uh, in the long run. Um, obviously, in the short term for you guys, I would imagine it, it's quite scary stepping forwards into to practice a little bit earlier than you were perhaps prepared for. Um, so, John, what have you been doing to kind of prepare yourself, as it were, uh, mentally for what's going on, really? So I've actually been trying to to take my mind off it, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm trying not to to dig into what jobs haven't I done in training yet, what what drugs haven't I administered, things like that, and and actually trying to just enjoy this last little bit of freedom, really, trying to exercise on my Boris-mandated hours exercise a day and get out for a run or get out for a walk um, or sit in the garden or something. Um but yeah, and just just trying to remain calm. Um, I've still been on. Pl- I was on placement up until uh, Wednesday this week. Um, so just having having that confidence put in me by by my clinical mentors and by by the supervising paramedics has been really useful. Perfect. And um, so Chloe, moving forwards, um, as you're kind of stepping into the role, um, what are your kind of uh, are, you, are you excited? Are you are you nervous? Um, or are you kind of uh, just kind of pushing to get out on the road? You you happy to be being put out there? So I think definitely a bit of both, um, which is probably normal. I think it's been such a whirlwind recently that there hasn't been too much time to overthink it because, like we said, it's been changing every day. Um, but it is it's kind of bittersweet in that we've trained really hard for three years to get out and be paramedics. So it is an amazing achievement, and I am really proud that. I will be very soon um but it's obviously been a very abrupt end to the course um and the normal process of saying goodbye to everyone and celebrating has sort of been bypassed and we've gone over the weekend straight into the challenges of working in a really difficult environment um and I think I'd be nervous to start whenever I was going to start and I think that's probably the case with most people um but to be starting in such uncertain times um, and without that couple of months to sort of mentally prepare is, it's of course adding to that. So um, I think we all have to remind ourselves that if we are on this temporary register, we have been assessed by our clinical mentors and our university to be independent. Um, and we do have the skills and we have to kind of keep that in mind over the next few months when things get really tough. Um, and like I said, it's been a bit of a state of limbo. So we just have to kind of keep up with the changing times and, yeah, find reassurance where we can, I guess. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the HCPC, the College of Paramedics, um, you know, the different ambulance services all around the country will all be working, you know, 24 hours a day and have been pretty much continuously for the last couple of weeks to, to be able to put this into place as safely and as well supported as possible. Um as you're moving forwards, you know, uh, the the things that I would say to both of you is that there, there will be people around you that, that 
will also be feeling exactly the same way as you you guys will. They'll be excited, they'll be nervous, um, and they'll also feel that kind of state of flux, that state of limbo where um, we don't quite know what's happening and we don't quite know what's going to happen. You know, we have some kind of predictive models of the fact that we're you know still on this upward ramping slope, um, but we don't really know what that looks like. Um, so. What I would say to you both is, is it's really important to to remember that there are opportunities for you ask, to ask for help. You know, you can speak to those validation lines, those clinical supervisors, your um, medical incident advisors, your senior on-call clinicians, and, and also just talk to people on stations. So in terms of moving forwards and what you're going to be doing and seeing, obviously we're going to be practicing our paramedic skills in a slightly different manner from how we have been in terms of, you know, the PPE that we're wearing, so the personal protective equipment, um, and also some of the, you know, the the trauma triage tools, things like that, that are all changing uh, in in response to the the pandemic, and you know, they they may well be temporary changes, they may well be longer lasting changes, um. Have you guys put much thought into or any kind of practice into how you might communicate and do do those kind of new skills that are new to you or not new to you, but that you've been practicing for the last three years and learning for the last three years, but that are new to your independent practice? And how are you going to do that in um, in those new, slightly challenging circumstances? John? So I suppose it's it is putting it is slowing down. It's it's actually realizing that we don't need to rush around. Um, that we need to make sure ourselves are safe. You know, remembering that first bit of the primary survey being danger and keeping ourselves safe um, has just got to be that primary thing. Um, I've been reading a little bit about the uh, the doctors and nurses that were out in in West Africa doing the Ebola response and how they had to shelve everything else before PPE got put on and to make sure that everything was safe before they went in to see a patient. And, and I think that's going to be a big thing at the front of my mind anyway. Um, but also remembering that we're going to be seeing lots of sick patients that aren't presenting with the COVID symptoms and, and trying to be ready to manage those as well and to, to not become complacent that if it's not a respiratory issue, then it's not a problem. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, the the common things will happen commonly, uh, and you know, we're the number of patients that we are seeing with with respiratory symptoms is quite high, and a lot of those other calls have dropped down. But we will start seeing, you know, those increased chronic health problems that that you know patients haven't been wanting to trouble people with. They will potentially be getting worse. Um. So Chloe. As you kind of move into this independent practice, um, what sort of things are you are you hoping that um, you'll be able to to do and see, and kind of what support would you hope is going to be be being put into place? Yeah, so I think the next few months, everyone is expecting that will be really difficult. Um, so I'm hoping that despite the challenges that we're about to face. I can keep, you know, keep a level head, make sure I do those things that actually keep me practicing well. Um, so looking after ourselves, I think is probably really important in the next few months. Um, it's also quite an interesting time um, with regard to our sort of support networks, because all of those things that we generally do to de-stress away from work might be quite difficult now. We can't see friends and family outside of work. We can't necessarily go, you know, to the gym or do those sorts of things. So making sure that I keep doing the things on my days off that make me well to practice on my days at work um, 
I will yeah try and maintain that as much as possible that's really important you know that self-care element that looking after yourself um is so important it's something that as paramedics perhaps we don't always uh, pay that much attention to uh, traditionally um, and I think it's really really good that you you're kind of going into practice with that that view to look after yourself so that you can look after other people and um, I think that's so important um, in terms of the 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 challenges that we're going to face as a ambulance service you know there's a lot of work being done by Public Health England by the college um, and if you were going to kind of give top tips um john to the the paramedics that are on the road about how they might best support you uh, or how you know all of your colleagues your ecas your ambulance um care assistants and your your techs what what sort of tips would they give to to support you i think i think realizing that we are we are a bit anxious and nervous to be joining the service that um but that we are qualified, we are competent, we aren't coming in as um, fast trackers or backdoor or anything like that. You know, we have completed the necessary uh, parts of the programme, but that we we want to be as useful as we can, um, I think, is, is a big thing. You know, we this is voluntary. Um, nobody's uh, press ganging us into this. Um, about half of our course have gone forward for the um for this early registration um so we're only there because we want to be there you know we're putting ourselves at risk as much as 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 the the crews that have been in the last few months um but yeah we we we're learning um we are bringing the energy and enthusiasm that we've got from being fresh to the road you know fresh set of legs coming on after the second half um so we're ready to and we, we want to work I think that's so true that you know you you have the people that yourselves that are so motivated and you're really excited about the the start of your careers um and I think that you are you know hitting the ground running in a in a challenging set of circumstances and I I think that that's going to be really well appreciated by everyone on the road that you are you know stepping up to the plate um and I think that that's going to make a huge difference for patients on the road um so Chloe, what would your top tips to other early registrants be? Um, so I think, you know, like we've mentioned a lot, make sure you keep your support, support network up. Um, try and keep on top of the changing policies because it seems to be day to day at the moment. Things are just progressing. So um, every day there's like a new hot news or whatever it is in, in the trust that you work for. So just keeping on top of those, um, maintaining your CPD. So it's great to see that the College of Paramedics is doing the online CPD because I find that a really easy way of feeling like I'm um, continuing to improve my practice by listening to a podcast when I'm running or driving or whatever it is. Um, so do the things that are easy to do to keep up to date with um, the most recent guidelines and also do the things that let you switch off and kind of um, recharge in between the shifts and stuff like that. Again I think you guys have both hit the nails on the head here with um, what you're saying both for the people that are on the road to support you and for those people that are stepping up to this plate nice and early um, before you, you, you would be being registered. Um, thank you both very much for joining us and I wish you all the best of luck with everything. Um, I'm sure I'll see you both out on the road over the next few weeks somewhere, um, wherever that may be. Um, what I will say for any students that are listening, whether that be first, second or third, um, there is a College of Paramedics uh, online Q&A uh, with 
loads of the big hitters within the College of Paramedics um, taking place on Wednesday the 8th of April at 11am um, and there'll be lots of people who are able to answer questions about the HCPC temporary register, uh, the membership with the college and how that's going to be working, uh, employment, education and most importantly your well-being and your CPD. Um, thank you again uh, John and Chloe for joining me um, and hopefully we will be able to catch up with you in a few weeks to find out how it's been going, if that's okay. Yeah, look forward to it. Sounds good. Lovely, thank you very much and we will see you on the next episode. Insight Podcast from the College of Paramedics.